<laughs> All right. For the oh, third no. time. Three, two, one. All right, I'm recording. Too much. All right. Are we live? We are recording. Is this live? Is this thing on? We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, a podcast where three dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Chris. And I'm Garrett. And let's get into the news. Justin Wong versus Daigo. Did you guys not have phones? Yeah, you guys all have phones. Bungie lays off around 100 employees as Destiny 2 The Final Shape is reportedly delayed till June. Insomniac confirms the Wolverine game is set in the same universe as Marvel's Spider-Man. I'm not sure how they'll connect, other than this confirmation, but hey, that's neat. Friday the 13th, Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard finally for a total of $69 billion, and Bobby Kotick is set to leave by the end of the year. Hopefully this puts an end to the terrible decision-making of Activision Blizzard for the last six years. Charles Martinet, iconic voice of Mario, retires from performing the character in video games. Let's have one more... Mamma Mia! And that's it for the news. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Garrett. This week on Hidden Doors and High Scores, we're talking about Starfield. Highly anticipated new uh, action RPG from Bethesda, the first game that Bethesda's developed a new universe for in a long, long time. 25 years. This is their first new IP in 25 years. Jesus. Wait, really? I yeah. thought Skyrim was 2011. Skyrim is Elder Scrolls. Elder yeah, Scrolls has IP. been around since the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, obviously, as the name suggests, you exist in a field of stars. It's an action RPG. They made like a thousand planets that are all, you know, individually specifically designed. And you fly around the universe and do stuff. And there's a whole story and plot and whatnot that we'll get into. Yeah, I think it takes place in like 23 something. Like it's like three or 400 years in the future. Yeah, yeah, I don't even remember. I for, I literally forgot to write. I thought of that in like the intro opening thing when it like says the setting and I just yeah. completely forgot to write it down. And, um, yeah. It's in the future. You have faster than light travel. You can, you know, fast travel between star systems and stuff. Don't worry about how that works. It's not important. You know, <laughs> not uh, explained, <laughs> not important. <laughs> they have a grav drive in yep, quotes yes. drives yes. that's how it works and you can give more you power to it. it in your yeah. system and you can upgrade <laughs> it and you can do whatever you want with it and all it does is make that loading screen go by faster and that's fine <laughs> so yeah let's set the stage here so this is a uh, takes place in the future you start out you're a, a miner you're mining like an asteroid or something and you touch a magic space rock and you get a very I don't know, generic vision of space <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> you get a space vision, but you don't really know what it is. And then somebody shows up and is like, oh my God, you touched the magic space rock. Come, we have a group of people who have touched magic space rocks and we're looking for magic space rock. You're part of our team now. 
and then they give you a spaceship and tell you to go out into the universe and find magic space rocks. Is that a yep. fair summation of the story? That is exactly the whole yeah. entire story. There's a ton of other offshoot stories in, in this game, and it, this game is truly massive. This is a huge, huge game. Not just physically, like there are the side quests are insanely long and detailed. Like I got lost down a side quest rabbit hole, like doing one side quest genuinely for about 15 yeah. hours of game. Yep. Whoa. They're huge. They're uh, huge. It's yeah. Insane. Which was my which was actually my favorite part of playing the game so far, to be honest. Yeah. Was that side quest. That makes sense to me because I think the main quest of this game, I actually never finished it. But I thought it was very, very bad. I think having a very, very generic you are the chosen one who's touched the magic space rock is a very boring setting. And more than that, the there's no stakes. It's just like we're interested in finding out what these magic space mm -hmm. rocks are. Please go find them for it. There, it's not like the Reapers are coming and they're going to destroy civilization. It's not like the magic space rocks are going to explode if we don't find them. There's no stakes at all to the game plot. It's just like, you should do this because we want you to. And <laughs> there's no impetus. There's no time clock. It's just like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess go out and look for rocks because it seems cool, I guess. And I just think that's really lazy writing and it's really bad writing. And I found it to be a really, really boring shitty plot you compare that to the beginning of skyrim when you are dropped into an execution and a fucking dragon showing up and blowing up people yep. you compare that to mass effect where you get the reapers you compare that to Baldur's gate where you're immediately faced with the imminent prospect of being turned into a mind flayer right those games immediately like give you emotional capture they bring you into the universe and they say you are invested in this thing because danger is out there and it's coming for you and you need to solve this problem. And Starfield just doesn't do that at all. It's just like, eh, here you go. The Reapers are coming and they're going to destroy everything is exactly the side quest I went down. That was the most fun part of the game. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk about the side quests as long as we're talking about plot stuff. There are just so many goddamn side quests. It seems like almost every line of dialogue you overhear at any point in the game can lead you down a side quest. And what's interesting, a thing that I liked about that is as long as you like overheard dialogue, at least this happened to me in New Atlantis, like the main big city that you have to go to, it would just automatically add a side quest to your like list of things that you could set a check mark for. So like, I was just like, I was just like sprinting past somebody from like point trying to get from point A to point B and a new side quest was added to my thing. And I Yeah, they're like, they're talking about the problem with the bounty hunter in the cantina and it just yeah. adds, and then it's like, hey, you overheard people talking about a bounty hunter in the cantina. Maybe we should check it out. And it just sure. adds it to your quest log. I yeah. loved that as a great quality of life feature that you don't actually have to go up and go like, hey, what were you just talking about? And have a ten you you know two-minute conversation to get the quest actually garrett what did you think about the story i mean the the main story was boring as all hell so i stopped doing it i one of the best side quests i accidentally was smuggling something inside a planet and got caught 
So they took me in and said either they're going to arrest me or I can become an informant for them. And it becomes this huge story about the Crimson Pirates and the Space I Force. Did, it's, I did that one, too. It's, it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. So really don't do the main story. I'd recommend explore, which is sad to say, because the main story should be the most interesting part. I thought the sto- I thought the main story was a nice vehicle for some setting introduction like there are it does bring you around yeah there are certain places that it forces you to go to you know like you go to you go to like basically the pleasure planet right neon for one of the main story things where it's like yeah you're basically you're going to cyberpunk you are trying to find a space (laughs) rock but yeah you're going to cyberpunk 2077 like you you're going there and you like meeting this guy in this nightclub and trying to do a deal and then it goes it goes sideways and it's a whole thing and like like the setting of that like that world was interesting mm-hmm. where it's like this is the uninhibited like unaffiliated place where like people do drugs and sex and there's no rules and uh like that was interesting and i don't know there were some other there were some other interesting sets like particular planets that it that it made you go to but the actual story itself yeah was boring is a charitable description i think it was kind of pointless um i like the characters i guess i like the characters that are in that little group yeah the companions that you get you can do like there's a bit of dating sim action going on and you can like some of the bonuses you get you can get from like doing like going all the way with like doing a marriage thing oh going all the way (laughs) (laughs) with characters like some of the passive bonuses you get are actually pretty good well and it i really love that you can build a crew in this game and get a bigger and bigger crew on your ship but again that's that's a thing you can do without doing the main story like yeah Yeah. some of those the people you meet from doing the main story actually have like some really good abilities that like if you're like kidding out a crew specifically you know like they have like the um vasco the robot has just an insane like weapons engineering skill Mm. he's just really really good at it and so like if you put him on your crew you get you know certain certain bonuses and stuff but like other than that i don't know like i felt like most of the crew i found like doing other things and they were just more interesting people and that's why Mm -hmm. i put them in my crew like not because i felt like i needed their stats or anything that being said i mean admittedly i did not delve deeply into conversation with some of my crewmates other than when they were like hey i need to talk to you but i mean we we gotta make the comparison and we're gonna be making the comparison well, all this, this game episode. did itself a huge disservice with timing of release mm-hmm. <laughs> because the companions in this game are laughable compared to the companions in Baldur's gate 3 they're laughable yeah yeah, yeah. They, they are they feel very one note and and flat as characters compared mm-hmm. yeah. you know comparatively they're fine and you know some of them have you know personality traits but they're not they don't have like a deeply engrossing backstory and like interweaving narrative with the plot that made the characters in Baldur's Gate 3 incredible and fucking memorable i'll say this i played i don't know 10, 12 hours of this game. And I can't name you any character. Not one. Do not know the name of a single character from this game. Yeah, I could name, I you. The, I could name I, you a I, bunch. I, but again, I like <laughs> specifically tried to like get to 
know them and like do all that kind of stuff. Sam Cole. I remember Sam Cole. Sam my Cole. For a while. All right. He's nice. the free star ranger guy with the daughter. Yep. 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 He's my daughter. My whole backstory is I, <laughs> I have a daughter. daughter and I'm a I dad. have a daughter. <laughs> right. That's what I mean by one note backstories. <laughs> Andrea. Andrea. She's the one I record. I romance. She's the best one because she has um like a cloaking device when you crouch. So she's very stealthy. And oh, wow. I saw that. Good. A good like sniping upgrade ability. And she actually has like probably the most compelling backstory of anybody but again like yeah like it's pretty one-dimensional compared to the Baldur's Gate 3 characters and again like romancing her is not like you know like dialogue choices sort of matter I guess not really you end up in the same place most of the time no matter what you pick but like the things that you have to pick to like romance her are all about like fairness and the application of justice and that is Hmm. not necessarily what i felt was the best or safest choice choice to make all the time for me personally like she was like she was like no like this person deserves to be punished and i was like yeah but he was like in a bad situation and he was forced to make a decision and i don't really think like you know like i wouldn't necessarily choose to like call the cops on this person and she's like no fucking throw him in jail and i was like okay well (laughs) I want your stealth ability, so I guess I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> so I'll compromise my morality. <laughs> Pretty much. But it didn't feel like compromising my morality in the same way that making a similar decision would have been, would have felt in Baldur's Gate. Like, like that would have actually changed the direction the story went, whereas yeah. this 100% did not. Yeah, I was going to say that exact thing. You you nailed it. Like, this game, you make lots of decisions, but none of them really affect anything. Right. Mm-hmm. It, what it comes down to is whether you have... It's the amount of combat you do. You, p- you piss people off, you do combat. If you persuade them not to fight you, you don't. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Also, let's talk about that persuasion system. I don't like that persuasion system. No, I it's mean, very bad. They, they took a, a swing. Gamble, they yeah. did something new. Yeah, so for anybody who hasn't played it, essentially... There, you just have to get a certain number of, of ticks. So like this person, you have to get five points to persuade them. And then when you start the persuasion thing, there's just different options that give you different numbers of points. And they're sort of at increasing difficulties. But it's not like a percentage chance or anything. It's just like if you use this argument, you get plus two points and there's a a green chance, so like a high chance that it'll work. And this option is worth eight points, but it's red and it's a low chance that it'll work. But there's no like percentages or anything, so you're just kind of guessing. And so like essentially it turns out you just go green, 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 and then red if you need it or yellow if you need it. Right. It's so boring. You're not even paying attention to the dialogue a lot of the time when it gets to that. Well, and they don't react to the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless (laughs) of the argument you make, whether you're like, I'm going to kill you if you don't do this, or like, hey, this is a reasonable compromise that we could come to. They always say, huh. That's an interesting point. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ugh, I fucking hate that. It's so immediately takes me out of the of the game. Totally destroys any like in- engagement that I had. <laughs> oh yeah. 
and I like you press green just the whole time and just hope because you're never gonna persuade anyone mm-hmm. anyway. So like there's no there's no point even risking doing the red or yellow ones because you're not gonna get them. And I would say like the pers- persuading somebody in this game, it's not like it unlocks a different route. It doesn't give you any extra lore or information about the world. It just means that you don't have to shoot five people to get the thing that you're there to get. Yep. That's all it does. It's not interesting. It doesn't change anything. It's just like, okay, well, you can shoot these people or you can talk to them and not shoot them. That's it. Yep. And if and if you fail, by the way, you just shoot them anyway. So like, yep. Also, I guess no harm in trying. Like, there's just no consequence. The only consequence is that if you're trying to romance a character that doesn't like it when you kill people, Andrea, yeah. <laughs> then you just save scum and just <laughs> just try really hard and hope the numbers work out in your way <laughs> and so you don't have to shoot random civilians. But then she doesn't care when you, sh- when you murder pirates in cold blood. So like, <sighs> yeah. Negotiating yeah. with them is pointless. Right. This is like, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to shoot your engines out and board your ship and kill you and take all your stuff. And she just does not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've mentioned persuasion now and we were talking about like stealth and weapons engineering. Let's talk about like the RPG mechanics of this game because it is a weird system. I mean, yeah. you get XP and you level up, but how that actually works is very different from any RPG I've ever played. Yeah, it's interesting. So there's, uh, I don't know how many, like five or six different categories of thing that are like um, social skills, uh, research skills, uh, piloting skills, whatever the other ones are. And they each have, you know, like four base things. And so I'll talk about the piloting ones because that's the ones I did the most. The piloting ones are like, unlock a specific targeting thing so instead of just shooting ships you can like zoom in and target specific systems so like you can Mm -hmm. kill their shields or their weapons or their engines and engines is the one you always want to shoot because then that's how you get them to stop and you can board them and kill them and take all their stuff when you unlock each skill there's like a challenge thing so for that one specifically it's like destroy 10 ships using the targeting system and when you do that you unlock the ability to spend another skill point on it which increases some stat about that thing damage or how long it lasts or reduces the resources you need to research things or whatever but then you also once you spend a certain amount of points in that category it unlocks sort of the next row down and it's just more of those things that are obviously better because they're higher level skills or whatever yeah but i thought it was a really interesting choice to basically have xp but your characters don't have attributes like there's no like strength or speed or dexterity or like your character is a blank slate And then you just, every time you level up, you just get a point and you can put that point into a particular thing like ship targeting or weapons engineering or whatever. But it's like a very particular skill. And then, yeah, the only way you can move up is like Chris said, like doing the challenge for that. So it's it's a very interesting system in that it's hard to really specialize in one thing to begin with. Like you kind of 
spread out and put points in a lot of different things just because right. you want one point in a lot of things just so you can do them at all. Yeah, right? and and there's certain skills that are kind of essential to the game that's surprising that it's locked behind like a skill like uh, the jetpack. You don't, yeah. you get jetpacks that it's an equipment that you put on, but you in can't the use it until you, yeah, you can't use it till you put one skill point into the jetpack skill, which is stupid. There, there were places in the game before I got that skill where I went in a cave and I couldn't get out because I don't know if it was the procedural generated level, but I couldn't get out without a jetpack. So <laughs> it, it's a problem. Yeah, I went I went into that. I feel like I got that jetpack super early, but just because I, I happened to be doing. I was just like, oh, this game is about flying a, a spaceship around in space. I'm going to just only put skills into piloting like mm -hmm. and that's where the jetpack is, I think. So I just got it really early. But then also, I just didn't feel like the jetpacks do very much. Are you like, kidding me? There's so much to mobility. I'm using jetpacks at all times to boost. Me Dude, through. maybe I just haven't found any good ones, but like, I just feel like they are kind of worthless. Like they go. I've got one that shoots me really high in the air, but like, I don't want to be shot in the air. I want to be shot forward. And none of them seem to do that. Yeah, there is. There's ones that shoot you forward. OK, I just haven't found any yeah. yet because uh, the ones I've got are fucking garbage. <laughs> I didn't think there was very much going on with combat in this game. It felt like every battle was basically the same. You'd hide behind the piece of cover and pop your head out and shoot a guy three times and jump back behind cover. I mean, there's grenades and stuff, but like, I don't know. I felt like the combat was really one note. In terms of ground combat, it's it's just a shooter. The first person it? shooter. Yeah. yeah. Or a third person shooter if you want third it to person. be, I guess. <laughs> But like even putting points into melee or stealth or pistols or whatever, like it all felt like negligible differences to me anyway, for the first 10 hours of the game or so, right? Melee is absolutely pointless. There's no reason to ever do melee ever in this game. So that was what I decided to do with my character. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was playing with the random character generator and uh, got a person who looked like an old Japanese man and I was like I love this I'm gonna be a space samurai and I picked the Ronin background it was like fantastic they have I picked space samurai before I knew that and then I was like oh my god they have a Ronin background this is amazing I'm gonna be a space samurai and then I'm like oh there's never a battle in which you are like able to use melee in an effective way like basically yeah. it's always six dudes standing on a platform or on an elevated area shooting you with guns this was like okay cool also stealth like at the beginning of the game stealth is really pointless so i took stealth as one of my first skills and at again for the first like all the tutorial missions first few missions of the game in the story they're all linear corridors and you can be crawling down them and crouching as soon as you turn the corner every enemy sees you and starts shooting you there's no way to sneak up on anyone or do anything it's like oh good i'm glad i took stealth and melee so i started this game off on the wrong foot for sure definitely yeah this game you need to play for quite a bit of time before it starts getting going with once you have a skill build then it starts 
feeling fun, I guess, because the first couple hours is a slog. It is rough. It was it was painful. Yeah, (laughs) it was painful to play through the beginning of this game. And there's other reasons for that that aren't just the skills. Like, let's talk about God. What else we got? I have so many nits. This game is well, before we get to nits, because there's so many things in this game, I want to say some good things about this game. The shipbuilding in this game is incredibly intricate and really fun. Yeah, I've seen some of the crazy designs online. Yeah, yeah. People built like star destroyers and like massive, massive. (laughs) Did you see that thing about the guy cubes? The guy who built the star destroyer that was so big that it crashed the game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, That's amazing. The building different bases on different planets to basically get infinite resources. Yeah, I actually had a lot of fun with it. The base building mechanic is actually really like the yeah. resource farming is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. And you get you keep unlock the more you build, you keep unlocking cooler stuff to put in your base and you can have people working the bases, robots working the bases. But it takes a really long time to get there. That's it. Those are the two things I can say. <laughs> uh, I think the graphics look really good in this game. Graphics look great. Whoa. Other than yeah. the character faces. The char- I was yeah, like, they still have Bethesda <laughs> face. They have Bethesda face, which yeah. is not great. But like the actual environments I thought look really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Next to pick. God. Yeah. Where start? I've, got a, I've got a list. The first one that absolutely amazed me in all of the main cities, there are no maps. There's no maps in the cities. (laughs) You can't find out where to go to anything ever, anywhere. It's nuts. The map is non-existent. Also, as long as we're on the subject of maps, let me talk about the star map. Star map is so bad. It's horrendous. And for God's sake... They clearly have never played a game on the PC before, I guess, at Bethesda, because the mouse scroll wheel does nothing but change first person and third yeah. person yep. perspective. Yep. And like at least on the star, I was like, whatever, that's a stupid design, but I can remap it on the on the ground. What does yeah. it do in the star map? Could I like scroll out with the scroll wheel and get to like the big system map and then scroll in and get to the planet? No, no. Here's the thing. We've talked about this before. This pisses me off so goddamn much. They start mid-zoom when you open the map. You can zoom in, you can zoom out. Start at one extreme <laughs> and let me go the other way. Yeah. And here's the other problem. is Their map is so fucking big that you can't zoom all the way out and see the whole thing. And right. that pissed me off to absolutely no end because trying to navigate your way to new star systems in this game is impossible if you haven't already been there which is fucking dumb. And you can't turn the map well enough to be able to see things in a three-dimensional space. It won't let you turn the map. You can tilt the map, but you can't turn the map to see it. And so you just have to guess which of these fucking dots connects to the dot that you're at. Oh my God, that frustrated me so much. The other problem with that is, this is this is twofold. One, that space travel, which is whole game, there's Every trailer was just about this game. You're going to be able to fly space to all these travel. planets. And yep. straight, space travel is fucking pointless because it takes too long to go anywhere. So you have to fast travel everywhere. And mm-hmm. when you fast travel anywhere, there's like multiple loading screens. You fast yep. you fast travel 
to a planet. There's a loading screen for spinning up your grab drive, and then there's a loading screen for actually doing the jump. And then you have to do a loading screen to land on the planet, and then you have to do a loading screen to get out of your fucking ship, and then you have to do a loading screen to get on a transport to go to another part of the fucking city. God help you if you have to dock with a space station and then load in there oh, yeah. and then un- <laughs> load back into your ship and then undock and then fucking... Fucking hell. Dude, the loading screens are unbelievable. And the, you know what? The, the thing that pisses me off the most, and maybe this is just me because maybe I misinterpreted this, but when, when, when I first heard about this game, basically the promise was this is going to be No Man's Sky, but like good graphics. Combat. You know what I mean? But like, No Man's Sky was just like, it was just infinite. It was just, you took off and you had to fly your ship out of the thing. And like, there was no loading screen for you to get from the ground into space. And that's all I wanted to do in this game. And it, you can't do it. It doesn't exist. Now, if this game is is a billion individual set pieces that you have to yeah. uh, go through. There's no... That's what's weird is they they created this big universe, but you don't feel it. You don't feel the size of it because you don't actually travel around it at all. Right. Like jumping from planet to planet, like it might as well, it might as well all be on the same world. You might as well just right. be fast traveling to another continent on the same world. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the like the ju- the jumping doing the grab drive thing, like you can upgrade your grab drive on your ship so that like the loading screen, you know, your drive spins up faster or whatever, and the loading screen goes by faster. If you put if you only put like one energy bar, like the minimum you can have in it to get it to work, that loading screen takes three seconds. There is no reason to do it any faster. Like there's yeah, no reason to put all those resources of your ship, take them away from other systems. Yeah, and put from them your in shields that. and your guns. And yeah, stuff. there's just like, no But point. you can make it instant. I don't want to wait three seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is literally well. So you know what's funny is I was like, oh, this is funny. This is fun because like it pops up a little orange thing. There's like a bunch of things. And it's like go 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 go, and it's got a little wavy thing, whatever. I was like, oh, I like the visual of this. And then I got to the point where I was like, I was trying to do. I think it was when I was like trying to build a base. I was like, I need all these specific resources, and they're only on these planets. And I had to do a bunch of jumps in a row. And I was like, fuck this. I need that one second jump to be just like instant because. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting five seconds. I have to do so many jumps so quickly. God, there's so so much other. Uh, here's another one. Having to hold a button to make a choice in a menu. Stop fucking doing that. Ugh, Stop it. Yeah. Let me press a button. It. Stop making me hold buttons. And the worst part about this game, the worst offender about this game, is that sometimes you have to hold buttons and sometimes you don't. They didn't even pick one. Yep. Also, in the beginning of this game, inventory management was really really inventory management not just in the beginning the whole game this is a problem that bethesda's always had by the way this is awful encumbrance and inventory management holy shit if you stop letting me run places because i'm carrying too much you're de-incentivizing me from exploring or wanting to go in any room to pick up anything ever what is the point I will say I figured out later that you can instant send stuff to your ship. So if your ship hole is pretty big, you can just wherever you are, you can send it. That helps a little bit. But then your ship fills up super quickly because all of the stuff that's like actually useful to your ship weighs a shitload. Like all the stuff, all the parts that you use to repair your ship, like literally the heaviest items in the entire game. 
Mm-hmm. So if you have any amount of them that like allow you to do significant space combat, you can't carry anything. I'm getting a little heated about this, but like I just it was so fucking annoying. You can't even it's not that you can't like you can't sprint or you can't move your like you can't move the the maximum run speed or whatever. It's like it takes your oxygen meter down and you start taking damage if you're carrying too much weight. Well, why would I pick up fucking anything? Why would I explore and bother to find cool things if it's going to prevent my ability to literally walk around the world? Not only that, but at the beginning of the game, certainly, and I don't know if maybe this problem gets solved later, but there's 10 billion different crafting ingredients that all <laughs> say, this is a crafting resource. You yep. better hold on to this. But you have no idea which of them are actually valuable, useful, or are going to help now or what, which of these are just going to take up space in your inventory for the next 20 hours before you unlock, you know, rocket pack upgrade boost time number three that needs fucking silicone. Uh, it's infuriating. I hate the crafting system in this game. There's just 10 billion things, and also your gate, everything is gated behind unlocking the right skills and having the right ingredients. So, you know, in order to, like, do anything in this game, you just need to spend hours and hours grinding up so that you can have more inventory, a bigger ship with more inventory space and getting the perks that allow you to carry more shit around with you. And if you want to get rid of your stuff, that's fucking impossible to do, too, because all the vendors that you have to, that you can sell places at, run out of money. And so, and guess what? Here's the fastest way to get the the vendors to get more money back is three loading screens you have to sit down in a chair or lay down in a bed you have to which is one loading screen then you have to rest for 24 hours which plays a little loading screen and then you have to get up out of the thing which is a third (laughs) loading screen and then go sell shit until they run out of money and then do it all again What the? Uh, why is it so goddamn hard to sell things? I don't understand. Also, you can't like when you're talking to a, uh, when you're talking to a vendor, you can't sell like from your ship inventory. You just have to sell from your own yeah. inventory. And uh, so certain, you have certain vendors you can sell from your ship inventory. But okay, it's only the vendors. trade authorities on each on each uh, planet, which is one specific location that you have to go find. You don't know where it is. Oh, is there a map to to get me there? No? No, No, there's not. Online. Online. You can look online. Nice people have made maps, but it's horrible. And even if there was a map, uh, you can't fast travel there because you're carrying too much shit. (laughs) Yep, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can't fast travel if you're encumbered. That was my whole list. Also, the the UI is terrible. But oh, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have a nit to The start menu, the UI just got off. It's so That's terrible. And also, again, the mouse wheel doesn't switch between your different weapon types. And there's, you know, 97 squillion types of weapons that use different types of ammo in this game. And the game never teaches you how to hotkey assign the weapons to keys 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Like, you know, like in every shooter ever made. They don't just automatically go there as you pick up weapons. They don't go to 1, 2, 3. Nor is there just like an obvious way to assign them. No, you favorite favorite. them, which why would I think that that like I would think that would prevent me from selling them, maybe, or that they would sit at the top of my inventory. 
No, Maybe? No, that's how you assign them to a hotkey, and that's how you actually are able to, like, cycle through weapons in combat. Abe never explains that. You can't even sort by your favorites. Uh, the sort no. things only do, like, damage, value, weight, Wait, stuff yeah. like that. Like, you can't even sort favorites to put them all at the top. The... Uh, the best way I found to switch between weapons was to plug in a controller and hot hot map uh, stuff to the D-pad. Yeah. That's that's the easiest way to switch between weapons in this game. That makes sense. So every time I went to board a ship because I was a space pirate, I plugged my controller in and I did <laughs> ship to ship combat. I did, or I did, you know, like pirating combat inside spaceships on a controller and I played the rest of the game as a keyboard. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's just insane. Just, I just don't, like... God, I just, I really don't get it. I don't get how all this shit made it through testing. Yeah. How long was this game in development? About eight years. Active development started in 2015. But the problem is that, like, all those, all the things that we're just, that we're talking about right there are, like, particularly the encumbrance and the selling stuff, like, that stuff's in Skyrim. And it was terrible then. But it's worse in this game because the, the there's way more crafting shit and way it's way harder to get to where you need to go. There's more crafting things. Even the wait time on trying to get merchants to restock. It's one loading screen that's very quick in Skyrim. In this, it's unneeded three loading screens, which is ridiculous. Yeah, just insanity. Like, it, and genuinely, okay, this game's plot isn't, it's not all bad right? It's not, it can't be compared to, like, the best stories out there. The exploration, again, like, okay, maybe it's not what we thought it was going to be when, like, just, like, flying really long distances in your spaceship. Okay, fine. But, like, moment to moment, I was having fun playing this game until that shit kept popping up, until, like, the encumbrance thing would happen to me, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're, like, exploring a an abandoned laboratory or something and like finding all this cool stuff, finding cool weapons, getting more crafting ingredients, like uh, going through a, a bit of a thing where like these pirates try to kill you or whatever. And then like, like I'd be totally immersed and then like, Oh, suddenly I'm not allowed to run anymore. Well, there goes all my combat and ability. The game comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. It just completely ruins the game for me. It was so, it was, it felt more disappointing than it would have otherwise because just because of that stuff, just because of just terrible UI. Also, the other thing that, like, I had a hard time getting this game to run correctly. And that hmm. turned out to be like partially a, a something that I had messed up in like my computer settings and, but partially like, and the other thing is, like, I've read tons of articles about people having trouble getting this game to run right. Once mm. I, like, changed some settings around, it it started working for me correctly. But, yeah, man, like, they've just been, they've been having all kinds of problems getting people to even have an experience with this game. and Let alone I, a good and, one. <laughs> yeah, and it just, like, this whole thing just seems like such a train wreck. I will say I played this both on PC and the Xbox Series X. This game looks pretty decent on PC. It does like the depth of field look and has like particle effects. It has none of that in the Xbox Series X and looks completely flat. It looks terrible. Ooh. 
So if you're going to get it, I highly recommend don't Ugh. get this on console. And that's Xbox Series X. That's like the upgraded one. So I'm, I'm very shocked by that. Right. Maybe we can move on to a better point. Should we talk about the music? Let's talk about the music. Music in Starfield was composed by a guy named Ainon Zur, which one fucking sweet name. <laughs> he's uh he's israeli um but he's been around bethesda for like ever, like since the late 90s i think his list of credits on his wikipedia and imdb is exhaustive but i will give you the highlights um he's composed music for the prince of persia series the fallout series the dragon age series the everquest series Baldur's gate 2 he's done movies and tv he's got a huge list of awards He's been nominated for like Emmys and Grammys and music and media awards. And this guy is all that. And he's just been at Bethesda forever. The official soundtrack has 79 tracks on it. It's about five hours long. And this soundtrack, like you could tell Bethesda threw a lot of money at this because it is up there with the best of the orchestral movie scores out there it reminds me of star wars and like 2001 a space odyssey and interstellar just like all rolled into one it does i was gonna say like a really good han zimmer yeah yeah. it like it just rolls all the like space like the orchestra space tropes they're all present and they're all great like it's it's movie orchestral but in a good way not like a boring uninteresting way to be honest, there's not really a specific track that stands out to me very much because they're all of such a high quality that, like, I just don't think any one of them is better than the others. But, like, yeah, they're just really, really solid. I don't know if anything's particularly stood out to you guys, but, like, just everything about it is good. I just found myself several points in the game when I was just flying a spaceship during a space battle or when I was just like hanging out on a planet, listening to people talk or whatever, just listening to the background music or when I was traveling across the planet and being like, oh yeah, this is good shit. Like this is very good space music. This really sets the right tone. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you what a single track was, but like generally there were multiple times when I was like, ooh, this music is good. The attention to detail is crazy, too, because like, like I said, there's 79 tracks and they're all pretty short. I mean, they're all like between two and minutes long, two and three minutes long, and they they mostly just loop them a lot. Mm-hmm. But like there's a track on the soundtrack that's called First Flight that only plays the first time you get in a spaceship in the entire yeah. game, like 10 minutes into the into the game and you never right. hear it again the rest of the game. But they composed an entire three minute track just for that scene, yeah. which is crazy. And it's great. It adds depth to that moment and emotional, like, you know, meaning to that moment. It's great. It really hits. It's like these string sections doing like these really long drawn out notes, like walking up a major scale. And you're like, this is inspiring. And, you know, like, but also, you know, empty enough that it feels like space. And it's like genuine, like, it's just like watching Interstellar. It's just like, is the exact same soundtrack. It's so freaking good. So yeah, this, the soundtrack was, you know, the, the shining bright spot of this game for me. Yeah, I I agree with that. Well, should we get to final thoughts? Yep. All right. I, I'm gonna... I think these are going to be pretty predictable. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep I my temper here. I love this here. game. <laughs> this is the fucking 
apex of triple A games that are pretty and expensive and have been worked on for 10 fucking years and have forgotten entirely what makes stories interesting and what makes video games fun. It is a boring, soulless, fucking empty landscape with nothing of value in it except what you do for yourself. Like, you can make your own fun. You can build a fun spaceship. You can go out and decide that you're a pirate bounty hunter. But in terms of the actual, like, content that the game designed is fucking trash. There's no sense of motivation in the story. I don't think the characters were particularly interesting. The dialogue is fucking trash. There's no interesting, like, ways to approach different situations. There's 10 billion crafting ingredients and I can't use any of them. There's 10 billion planets and they all have the same fucking copy-pasted abandoned research lab on them. There's a lot you can do in this game and I don't think there's anything that sets Starfield apart. It feels like it was designed 10 years ago. I don't think it really has done anything for the genre of RPGs. It's just not memorable to me. The beginning of the game is incredibly tedious. You're just essentially trying to make money and progress your skills enough that you can try and start having fun in the game. And honestly, it felt like a job. It felt like a grind. And I came to this game really hoping to have a wondrous space adventure. And all Starfield gave me was space. I found very little wonder. Uh, it wasn't like I would go to a planet and like find some incredible something hiding there. And I just really didn't feel like there was much of an adventure, uh, certainly not in the main story. I don't know. I really hope that this game is kind of a wake-up call for the AAA industry because I feel like this is a big infinite bowl of plain oatmeal. I, I do. It's, it's an infinitely sized bowl of boring-ass tasteless garbage. And I... I have to do it. Baldur's Gate 3 is a fucking buffet of individual bites, a million of which I will remember for fucking ever because they had love and character and heart and they did something interesting. And they're going to be in my mind forever and nothing about this game stands out to me. I can't tell you the name of a planet. I can't tell you the name of a character. I can't tell you what any of the characters' motivations were for anything they were doing. I hate this game. I can't recommend it for free. I think it is a boring slog of shit, and there's a billion games out there that do something interesting, and this doesn't do anything interesting. You ready to follow that? That's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why I didn't want to write anything on our Discord, because I'm like, I have very strong feelings about this fucking game. I don't know that I've ever seen you react to a game <laughs> like this much even games you like i don't think i've seen you react that hard no this game makes me mad at the gaming industry <laughs> Man, i don't blame that i will say surprisingly in 2010 this might have won game of the year if it came out then if it came out before skyrim before witcher before all the innovations that have been made in the genre because the game itself is impressive it is a big fucking game and there's a lot of storytelling in it. Not great storytelling, but there's a lot in it. And I will say the shipbuilding and bases are very cool. If you do console commands to increase your weight limit to a million and just get the money so you can build 
chips and stuff. It's a fun game for that. And it's worth it on Game Pass to download for that. But other than that, it's it's just way too dated and just play Baldur's Gate. Play something. There's so <laughs> many better games. <laughs> yeah. There's better shooters, there's better RPGs, there's better space yeah. sims. Be- yeah, better space battles. Like this <laughs> it's it's wild. I I heard somebody on the internet describe this game as a shallow ocean. Uh, which I thought yeah. was pretty much a perfect description, right? This game is huge. Fuck off massive. There's a thousand planets that you can visit, and none of them are interesting, except for the ones that, like, the game forces you to go to as part of the main story, which isn't motivating to do because the main story isn't fun or interesting. Yeah, like, again, like Austin said, you can make your own fun. I am doing that. I decided yeah. from the jump I was going to be Boba Fett and I was going to be a, a bounty hunter pirate guy and I specced all my stuff into space combat because it's the only redeeming quality I've found in the game. Yeah, just flying my ship around and piloting in first person and like fighting other spaceships. This game is just a complete and utter failure on the promise of what was announced at the Game Awards. It's just not good. and it feels even more disappointing because like it it again was one of those games where that was like it was kind of being hailed as game of the year nine months ago before it came out yeah anticipated i think both of you said starfield i i definitely mentioned it i don't know if i said it was the most but but there was a lot of hype up there there was a lot of hype around it. I mean, it, it it was one I wanted to make sure that we specifically mentioned in that section when we did our year in review episode because because mm-hmm. I was hyped. I you know like I loved No Man's Sky and and I was under the impression that this was going to be No Man's Sky on steroids and it. Oh, I mean, frankly, it doesn't even come close to how fun that game was. And that game, you know, is a quarter of the size in you know like the file size on my computer. (laughs) If you already are paying for Game Pass and taking that monetary hit, God, if somehow you think that anything we said sounds interesting to you, more power to you, give it a download and try it. But I can't recommend buying this game at any price, I don't think. I'll be very interested to see how quickly this goes on sale like big failures often do pretty pretty soon and for how much like i wouldn't be surprised to see this game at 50 percent off in a month from now yeah i wouldn't and either. and even at 35 dollars, it's still not worth it ten dollars maybe but even then <laughs> jesus just play something else like again there's better rpgs there's better space games there's better shooter games there's better things that combine any two of those three elements like yeah, I just can't I just can't recommend it. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Garrett. And I'm Chris. You can find us at HDHS Gaming on all the social media platforms. Check us out on Twitch, see what we're playing and talking about. Come and join us on Discord, where we hang out and play games every night. We're always happy to have more gamers on the server. All those links will be in the show notes for this episode. And lastly, if you like this podcast, tell a friend, give us a rating. Both of those really help us out and we would really appreciate it.